So, introduce yourself, sir. Uh, morning, Josh Spillman, farmer from uh, near Borough Bridge. Uh, we just nick, nicked it, Josh, because he's been on, a, on, on the panel. Uh, we're here today with the AHCB promoting AHCB talking leaders in the future farming campaign. You're brilliant on, on that panel. Uh, what's your, your takeaway from that? There's a good 300 people from, from here. And it's, you've put on the spot a number of times there, but what's your, what was your takeaway from what you gained and, and what you gave us? Uh, I think, I think for, from the panel, it was actually quite nice that people from different perspectives, but actually we were quite sort of aligned in that in that it isn't a one or it isn't all or nothing it's not food production it's not it's not it's not rewilding it's something in the middle that i think we can, we can do and and um the questions from the audience i sort of got the feeling that they were sort of of a similar mindset um yeah. hopefully yeah no, there's, 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 this is quite interesting segue about why why is the burden of having to uh, create food security on your shoulders yeah when actually it should be government all, and we all work, work working together. There seems to be this, this this view that it's all your issue. You've got to sort it. Yeah. But it's not. But it is. But it's not. Well, yeah. I, I suppose that but that's our raison d'etre is, is to produce food, isn't it? And yeah. I don't think we need to be told this food insecurity. That's not going to make us produce more food. We'll produce as much food as we can, um, uh, in as economically viable way as we can do. Um, without, I, I, to be honest, I don't have time to worry about about well done, food security. Thank you very much. Yeah. Come on, introduce oh, yourself. Come on in. No, so, so, so with that food security um, element, so to you as a, as, a, as, a, as a young farmer, in comparison to, to uh, some of the other delegates here, you're generally positive about, about the future, but, but what blockages can you see that you would like to be ironed out? What, in terms of food security? And farming. Um, I, I am just concerned that so I've got five years left in my country stewardship scheme, and we've got some, and, and and it means that we can, we can, we can, we can do both things. We can produce food, and we can look after wildlife. But when that stewardship scheme ends, speaking to my person who does my my schemes for us, level two elms is meant to replace that. But currently, there's no information on it as to what payments we might get. So if if stewardship ends, and elms level two isn't going to be a, a good replacement, then then we could go really backwards because there's a lot of people on these stewardship schemes will finish and then they'll be like, well, you've got SFI, well, that pays very little. Yeah. And then it depends what the level two will do and whether that's going to replace it properly or whether it's just going to be like the SFI and it will be a replacement. But Isaac, squeeze in. <laughs> right, Nick, are you ready for this? Yeah. No, 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 you're, you're you talking to me. Oh my God, what am I talking to? Uh, I'm talking to that camera. <laughs> right. Firstly, uh, Isaac, just introduce yourself and tell, tell everyone why we're here at the amazing Great Yorkshire Show. Yes, we're at the Great Yorkshire Show. Uh, I'm Isaac from AHDB AgriLeaders. Uh, we're here filming some, uh, a range of future farmer uh, alumni and you know our first one for the day Drum is roll. Nick Grayson. Nick! Go on Nick and introduce yourself. Yeah please. so I'm Nick Grayson I'm recently become chair of the Future Farmers of Yorkshire um, an organisation which we're trying to empower the farmers of Yorkshire. And we just had a really interesting um, seminar with a, a great panel Re really great great uh, panel from uh, land agents Morrisons to uh, the, the NFU you must be very pleased with that panel yeah, as to how that went. Absolutely fantastic yeah um, Disappointing at the last moment that a chap from the RSPB dropped out, um, which would have been really interesting to hear from, talking around food security. But yeah, the panel had very strong, some fantastic points put across, um, and all agreeing that 
food and farming have got to work in, in harmony. Yeah, and to achieve that, we need farmers, and for that, we need future farmers. But what, what's the point of your organisation? Come on, what, what's the elevator pitch? What do we need to know? How, how can we support you? Yeah, so um, we provide training, we provide events like this. Basically, we try our hardest to get the farmers of Yorkshire thinking, um, and that's what it's all about. Um, so whether that's providing formal leadership training, negotiation skills, finance training, um, or again, days like today, um, you know, just getting those those cogs turning, yeah. um, going home and thinking about how they can do things differently at home, um, and hopefully make their businesses much yeah. more. Excellent! Well. Congra you know, congratulations yeah. first of all, Saint Paul, for on, on being chairman. What what do you hope to get from being the chair? Um, I would say um, I'm building a fantastic network of peers across Yorkshire, not just across Yorkshire, but across the country. Um, and I'm a firm believer that your network is your net worth um, when it comes to okay. running a business. That's perfect, yeah, that's um, a good yeah. So yeah, um, it's fantastic what whatever problem or niggle I've got going on within my business, I've always got somebody I can call on for whether that's help or advice um, or just a simple bouncing idea off. What I like about this structure is that in another world, Nick could be a consultant or someone from a trade group, but to actually have someone on the ground who knows what they're doing, what they're talking about, and also the bit I love is about the mentorship that you get, because the more I learn, if you've got a strong mentor, whether it be someone that's assisting you or you assisting someone else, everyone's got the same problem most of the time, but to actually talk about it, everyone's got the same problem, but quite often they've got the solution because they've seen it before or heard of it before. Absolutely, yes. So we've just launched our mentorship program through the Future Farms of Yorkshire this morning. Um, now I have been the beneficiary of a mentor myself. My mentor was sat in the room today. Um, I received that through the Henry Plum Foundation, an absolutely fantastic organisation. Um, and yeah, so my, my mentor in there was John Geldard, who asked the question towards the end. Um, again, as you've just said, um, he's at the, the opposite end of his farming career to myself. Um, and like he said to me when we first met, don't think of me any, as any different to yourself, but I was where you were 35 years ago, um, and I just want to help you in any way, shape I can. Um, that mentorship program was meant to last for 12 months, um, and me and John still have phone calls or little meetups where we again bounce ideas off each other and it's not just me uh, asking him. Yeah. I, I love the, the quote of your networks, your net worth, but other than that, you know, what, what advantages have you seen in your business from this leadership uh, you know, opportunities that you've had? Um, I would say a, a really important thing for me, what I lost track of, I would say, through Covid, um, and with thanks to the Agri-Leader Forum, I've managed to get a grasp on is getting myself out of the business again um, and not getting too wrapped up in it. Um, taking myself out and you can have an absolutely horrendous day, um, have a few hours away from farm, whether that's with family, whether it's just um, going for a drive or whatever and just clearing your head and making space basically. Yeah. Um, that whole thing about making space and it lets you see everything. Um, 
much clearer. Is that leading yourself and looking after yourself is so important? I definitely agree. I would say if you look after yourself, you can look after everybody else and everything around you a lot, lot better. Yep. So the future is bright, gentlemen, yeah. especially with, uh, with with Nick as the as the, as the new chair. Hopefully. So how do people get in, you know in, involved with uh, Future Farmers? Yep. So absolutely, um, we are funded by the Yorkshire Agricultural Society. Um, I also on the Yorkshire Agricultural Society Council. Um, we find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, um, or failing that, type us into Google and you will come to a web page where there's a simple sign up uh, link. Yeah, fantastic. The future is bright. Thank Similarly. you. What a day. Thank you. Thank you. Talking to the esteemed Joe, please. Good morning, Steve. all. Mark Campbell from the AgriLeader team at AHDB. Um, I'm in, in the God's Country, all the way up from Sussex, um, and we're talking to Joe Seal. Fantastic. Joe, yep. introduce yourself, please. Um, okay, so I'm just Joe Seals. I'm just a farmer um, from South Yorkshire. We got beef and arable, um, and yeah, I just started on TikTok. What is it? Wow. Maybe seven or eight months ago. Um, now got. 42,000 followers, I think, on TikTok. Okay. Yeah, and then started a, started a YouTube, and yeah, that's flying up as well. We've got like 10,000 people. So, so, so talk, talk about um, TikTok, because in, in the uh, panel just now, there was um, quite a lot of conversation um, about the um, about social media, um, about how it's such a good, positive thing to be able to influence the, the whole sector. This whole thing that we always talk about, Mark, about six out of ten kids don't know where um, fruit and veg and, and even, even bread comes from. So to yeah. have influencers, like, like yourself. So, what what would your advice be? That you, your, I don't like well, influencers. No, I, 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 but, 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 yeah, but you've got yeah, forty yeah, yeah, thousand yeah. people who, yeah. who want to see your content. With the likes of TikTok, what are you saying? What are you doing? What what, what are you showing? So, I'm just just showing what we do day to day on farm. So, um, we've got a young apprentice that works with us, Emily, um, a young girl. She's not from a farming background and things like that. So, she has a lot of the questions that maybe the public might have. Oh, um, so that's a great like sort of I'll be teaching her a little bit about what we're doing and then she'll come up with like um, a, a, a silly question and then we'll answer it and it's all just like in an entertainment form yeah. but it's getting the positive message about farming out there to to the public yeah. and yeah it just the, the comments that we get back about the positivity that we're putting across and sort of um, the, the way that we're teaching yeah. And, and there's this big influence in the, in the respect of we want to get so many more people into this in this sector, whether it be Talking Leaders campaign um, or the Future Farmer campaign. So if we can get people who aren't in agriculture interested in agriculture because of, yeah. because of you, is, is that sort of your yeah, that's is that your that's raison d'etre? Is that one of the reasons why you're doing yeah, that? One of, yeah, one of the main reasons is like I think there's a lot of industries out there that young people can go into and I think some people see agriculture as a bit of like a, a closed off industry where well if you don't have some land and if you don't have some cattle and if you don't have like um, a family that's involved in it then it's not something that you can get into and that's what I've tried to put across to people that like look 
we want you to come and work in, in farming. Um, we're, we're an industry that's cry, crying out for people um, all the time. Like we're, we're, we're sort of not getting people from abroad anymore. We need homegrown talent and we need good people to come into to farming. And I think showing it as um, this positive, inclusive industry where anyone can come and, come and work is yeah, just key really. Because we, we always say this expression, would you, Mark, would you like to be an accountant? No offence to accountants. <laughs> or, or would you like to work in farming? Same, 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 yeah. same question, Joe. And that's why we need you to not, not influence, educate us. Yeah, 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 just tell people. And, 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 and so with, with farmers, would you, would you recommend that they do what you do and create social media um, channels? Perhaps yeah. not to your level, but just to yeah, inform think, the, 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 the local village, the local area, the local surround. Just yeah, I think it's a, a great idea. It's got like positives for your business even if like you don't see it straight away like you might have a workforce now and then you lose a member of staff like how does that person that is the future person that you're going to employ know what their job's going to be about and what what your business is about you can just say look here's my social media there's you know this is as grain carting this is as tilling the land you know there's all these different things that show, show people. So you're just you're providing doing. that link and making it easy for the general public to have an understanding of what you do in the industry and hopefully breaking some of the stereotypes of what agriculture is actually about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see all these like grumpy old farmers and things like that. And you just what do you guys say there? <laughs> <laughs> and so you just like try and, yeah, just, uh, yeah, here we are, this is it, this is what we're doing. Okay, Jane, here's the big question about social media. 10 years ago, we, we didn't know it was going to be here. 25 years ago, we didn't know mobile phones were going to be here. Where do you think social media, the likes of TikTok and YouTube, is going to be here in 10 years' time? What, what's Emily going to be doing to educate that, uh, that, that sector to come on in? Um, yeah, I think it's just growing and growing all the time, isn't it? I mean, um, sort of five and five and ten years ago, I wouldn't have thought that my mum and my dad would be using social media, and now they're like <laughs> on Facebook, and yeah. you know, and, and and the older generation that come into the yard and say, "I've seen you on TikTok, and I, I watch all your YouTube and things like that," and it's like, well, I didn't think this this wasn't like that yeah. target audience at first, so it could go anywhere, I think, and I think it's only going to grow. I can't see it. Um, I can't see it going, going away. Go on, what I was going to say, it's just another form of embracing technology, which we think about embracing technology is the magic gadget that a cow wears or that yeah. fancy sensor that's on the combine, but actually engaging with social media, telling your story, yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a stepping stone to, to, to engage to Yeah, let's tell it. let's tell it from the farmer's point of view, not from... Um, yeah. Which are then spinning to help better lead your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how can everyone find out about you? Um, so it's Joe Seals um, on TikTok and Joe Seals on YouTube. Or I've got JoeSeals.com as well, selling <laughs> merchandise and things like that. Who did, I, I, honestly, a year ago, I would have never thought this. I was not into social media or anything. Like I had Facebook, but didn't really use it. And now, yeah, I'm making videos every day um, and vlogging about my life. So yeah. uh, uh, we, just give it a go, guys. Uh, We've got to go. There's a hundred people behind. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I take our camera <laughs> What did Joe waiting for a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much, Joe. And um, yeah, brilliant. No, no, thank Keep you. Up. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Future, future leaders, future here's leaders. one. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. Where's that going? Normal farming conference, you just get bored by the end of listening to facts and figures about farming. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you came on from that not hearing about farming and 
Um, yeah, feeling is, good. Is the AgriLeader Forum, you know, it's an amazing conference. We've, we've really, you know, pleased with how it's gone in the past and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Interested to see that, like, yeah, next time yeah. then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Definitely. The, the key ingredient is you guys as, as individuals, like-minded individuals, bringing you some weird and wacky uh, speakers from outside the industry into it yeah. uh, and just to bring you together to be able to share and think and, and probably feel a bit why the hell have I come? I don't want you to have an understanding or an answer like Nick was saying about someone telling you about prices and things, it's about how can I get yeah. something from outside Making the Making you think differently and, and, um, and I think, oh, don't get me wrong, the, the evening in the bar with everybody is a big part of it as well, I think. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, it sounds better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's lunchtime, it's lunchtime <laughs> to lunchtime because of that. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. We used yeah, to yeah. have it uh, just in, in the day, and people, some people stayed over, and we realised that there's so much learning. And, and that's where the last time we had a mindset coach from, from Sweden, and it's kind of you know out of your comfort zone. And then it's that reflecting with other people that were there, as in, in the bar, where the penny drops. You kind of think, yeah, that's how I'm going to put that back in my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And guys, when is this? So AgriLeader Forum is the 7th and 8th of February 2023 in Stratford-upon-Avon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you the only little one? <laughs> I'll have a gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> well done, everyone. All right. Yeah, thank we'll you. I said, just introduce everyone uh, in respect to your good self, the AHTB, and why we're at the Great Yorkshire Show with these two amazing ladies. Hello, I'm Isaac van Heerden from uh, AgriLeaders at, at AHTB. Um, we're interviewing and chatting to some of uh, the future farmers from the Yorkshire Agricultural Society, and we've got Kate and Vicky. Please introduce yourselves. Okay. Hi, I'm Kate Moore, big uh, farmer in Driffield, and I'm Vicky Scott, and we're sisters. Oh. And we've got one other one, but she's not here. But yeah. So I was trying to tell my kids on the, on the way up yesterday um, that when I was at Harper, Harper Adams, all the Yorkshire. Oh, Harper Adams. Were you? Yeah. Oh, but we're All the Yorkshire contingents at Harper said that Driffield. It's the centre of the universe. Yes. Why, why is that? Because we live there. Oh! <laughs> Excellent. So, so we just um, had a really interesting um, seminar um, about the um, about the future leaders. Future leaders. So talk to us, ladies, about what, what that means and, and the concept of yourself and your business and, and how it's been a benefit to you. Okay. So future farmers, we've been members for years now, and they're really forward thinking. Um, they put on some great meetings, do some great training as well. So leadership training, media training, financial training. Uh, if there's ever a problem, Liz is fantastic, okay. and we can go to her. And especially through the pig crisis for the past few years, oh, wow. uh, Liz and the Yorkshire Ag Society have been amazing. They've been on the phone all the time asking what they can do, if we're okay, and there's just a lot of support there. Yeah, okay. Do you like the way I mash, do you like the way I mash up future leaders with future farmers? <laughs> to me, to me, it's the same. So this, this pig, just educate everyone as to pigs. Where's the sector at the moment? The sector is in a still a really precarious position. Uh, first quarter of this year, we've lost. 21% of our serves, so 21% less pigs have been served. There's going to be a massive shortage of British pigs um, coming through. Uh, 
It all started back uh, over a year ago now when uh, processors stopped taking pigs and there was a big backlog on farms. Um, and then obviously the war in Ukraine has just escalated all our financial problems. Right. It's okay. a disaster. How, how would you say you know, the, the training and the, thing, the support that you've had from future farmers, how has that helped you both to, to you know, step up to it and step into the limelight and, and help you with that? They've been fantastic because they're so supportive. So, like Kate said, Liz has just been on the phone. She'll do anything she can to get you talking to the right people at the right time. I like this Liz lady. Yeah, you should meet her. Yeah, she's very, very good. So, carry on. They've just been really, it's a support network as much as anything. And you get to speak to the right people when you need to speak to them. They've got, obviously, they've got a bigger name so they can get in touch with people like Victoria Prentice. They can get these meetings in front of her. And yeah, they just just hold our hand a little bit. It worked really hard for for the industry as a whole. And and around leadership, what would you say were your biggest eye opener? What what were the biggest thing that you the, the penny drop moment, if you like? I think we're still waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you came to look at our business today, yeah, definitely we need some leadership. No, I don't believe that. No. <laughs> I don't know. I guess just. We're lucky because there's three of us, and so we've all got different strengths, and it's making sure that we work to those strengths. There's three of you? Yeah, there's <laughs> one at home. Yeah, one she, of us has to do some work. Yeah, she doesn't like being in front of the camera. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's making sure that we work to each other's strengths, and we go out and make sure that we get other people's opinions and their expertise, pulling yeah. it all in. Just listening to other people, you know, like in that meeting this morning, listening to other people inspires you, it makes your brain work, it makes you think, actually, yeah, we should be doing that, or we should look at this. Uh, we actually just need to go and do it. But you, you talked about the pros of... Uh, Three sisters working together. So There's a lot of negatives. <laughs> negatives. It's an absolute dream. I wake up in the morning and think, thank God I've got two sisters. Which, 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 which one do you love most? Wow. Come on, That would be wrong. Yeah, I don't know anyone stood next to you. This is speaking volume. I quite obviously don't have a favourite. They're equal. It's like my, my daughter and my son. I could never uh, pick. But, but, but it's great. It's great to see that we all know uh, cases of family families. That don't get on. Um, from a little bit of research I've done on you guys, you, you're just, just amazing. Again, well, you're, 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 you've been endorsed with these ambassadors for, uh, for, for future farmers. Just, uh, just on future farmers, again, come on, we need to extol the virtues um, of this. Why should people get involved? With, that, with future farms? Because it's about their future. It shapes the future of the agricultural industry generally. Uh, it gives them a great opportunity to speak to some very influential, important, knowledgeable people. Um, and it's, and it's, it's fun. Great. Yeah, it's fun. And it's really sociable. Like, there's so many members. You meet different people every time there's a different meeting. And yeah, you learn something. Every time you go out, you learn something new. And, and has that led on to some other uh, kind of leadership opportunities that you've gone on to or done? Um, <laughs> I've done enough field scholar. Oh, well, there you go. Can't get much better than that. That's fantastic. Um, I don't think it's led to anything else, has it? Okay. So no, we're just, the, business, the business is evolving all the time, I suppose. So we're only second generation, and mum and dad, well, dad not so much, but they're still involved. Yeah. So it, our leadership is developing all the time.
Excellent. It's, uh, I think Tom said it this morning, I've heard it recently as well. If you're doing in two years what you're doing now, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. So I think and that's the, the yeah. era we live in now. Yeah. You've got to keep on evolving. Yeah. So. Especially now, definitely. Ladies, I'm sure your mum and dad are so mixed and proud of you, of you both. And, and, and again... Uh, and the third one. Yeah. <laughs> the secret sister, she is known. The secret, secret sister secret we don't talk sister. about. Yeah. We can talk now, as she just can't be seen. Excellent. Ladies, thank you very much. I've just got to show off some, some of these amazing things. Yeah. Ladies, Isaac, thank, thank you very, you very much. much. Excellent. Go on, ladies, give us a smile, give us a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, excellent, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, that's just cameraman. Our oh, cameraman says go. Angus, thank you very much. Love the wheel yeah. of the great, great Yorkshire show. Isaac, set us up. Tell us uh, why we're here and also why we've, we've guarded Ang Angus to talk to us, please. Excellent. So I'm Isaac van Heerden from AGB AgriLeader. We're here talking today uh, to some alumni and some members of the Future Farmers, the great um, Yorkshire Agricultural Society's uh, leadership um, in institution. And we've got Angus. And I was just saying to Angus, I've been to Yorkshire twice in the in my life in the last two months, yes. and both times was to see him. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, Angus, that's a that's a badge of honour. <laughs> some some would say. <laughs> so, so, Angus, tell us about yourself. What, what's your what's your background? How, how did you get to be to, to be here? And we'd also love to hear about uh, well, well, with your magic, which we'll, which we'll talk about in a minute. Go on, fire away. Um, Left school, did a degree in agriculture, farmer's son, uh, mixed farm at home, worked away from home for five years and then came back to the family farm in 2003, um, made a few changes and started breeding pedigree slayers um, and primary reason for being here is, is showing the cattle. Okay, and, and go back a bit because the studio will be asking me, um, Agriculture University, where, where did you go? I went to Harper Adams and did a degree, straight degree in ag. Do we, do we really go? <laughs> I'm Harper as well. <laughs> when you came back to the family farm, did you change it? Did you change it dramatically? Partly changes were forced upon us because the loss of the sugar beet factory at York. Okay. Yeah. So that was an instigator to the change. Um, we did rent a bit of land out for potatoes, um, but saw the the damage to the soil that the potato, that the potato cropping was doing, yeah. and that combined with the the gut feeling that the soils were were being um, were re the quality of the soil was was decreasing. Yeah, okay. Its workability was decreasing. It's taking more horsepower, and more time yeah. to get a seedbed. Yeah. Um, and that really was the, the trigger for the start okay. of, of the changes that we've made since. And were you one of the first, do you think, of your generation to identify the damage that we collectively were doing to the soil at that point in time? Certainly one of the first to do something about it. Okay, so let's let's take it uh, through to present day. Uh, when was it? Two, three weeks ago we had groundswell. Groundswell, um, regenerative agriculture, there's, there's such a buzz there, such a, um, a younger population in comparison to cereals um, attending, and so much uh, talk about regenerative agriculture, sustainability, carbon neutrality, carbon capture. Do, it, it, is that, is, are we all going in the right direction, or we've just been a bit jingoistic, we should have done what you did X number of years ago, back then, or, or was, it all, was it all pointing in the right direction now? Well, same as, same as when's the best plant, time to plant a tree, it's 20 years ago. Okay, yeah. And, you know, the changes I've made now, I wish I'd made 20, really? 30 years ago. Okay. But 
if you haven't made the changes, then the next best time is to do them tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Isaac? Yeah, so certainly on that, you're part of a group, so tell us a bit more about and that and, and what you, you guys are trying to achieve and, and what you have done. Um, well, various groups, but uh, just trying to promote the uptake of region ag in the country um, and with the Green Farm Collective that was set up with, with five of the Soil Farm of the Year winners, um, stroke finalists, um, we're looking to get the best return into the farmer's pocket for carbon and biodiversity they're creating on farm through the regenerative methods of farming that we're taking on. This is still, still the conversation back to me. With the yeah. number of farmers I speak to, especially in the eastern counties where I'm based, they want to go down this, this regen route, but they also run a commercial business and they're worried, concerned that it's not going to pay. And it's not that they're money grabbing, but they're running a commercial business, yeah. but they want to do good, but they, but they also need to put, put bread on the table figuratively. Can regenerative agriculture work and, 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 and be profitable to farming units? Yes, definitely. Okay, so if, if there are farmers watching now, who wanted to get a bit of defined advice? What, what, I know it's such a big topic, but what would your what would your initial advice be as to how they can investigate it for their particular farm? Because obviously all farms are different throughout throughout the UK. What would your your direct advice be as to how they can start that that uh, that journey, that adventure? First thing is don't buy drills. Okay. Wow. Do the research. Yeah. It, the, the, it's mindset change. It's okay. knowledge and it's mindset change. Yeah. Far above and beyond machinery. Yeah. The machinery is a latter part. The mindset change is key. Do the research, gain knowledge, yeah. make the changes in the rotation that are needed to, to aid region out to work, like bringing cover crops in before spring crops. And yeah. Get that part of it working. Take a baseline of the soils, your carbon, your organic matter. Yeah. Therefore, always for the future reference to, to work against yeah. or to compare with. Once you've got that squared away in your head, then start looking at machinery. Okay. But whilst we've got subsidies and there is that cushion, financial cushion there, now's the time to do it. Yeah, okay. okay. If you are concerned about drops in, not, we won't say drops in yield, yeah. we'll say drops in farm profitability. Yeah, okay. Because let's forget about yield, let's yeah. concentrate well on farm profitability. Yeah. Yeah. Yield, yes, yield is part of that, yeah. but it's not the entirety. Yeah. Okay. I can grow crops of downside less than anybody else pretty much in the country. Yeah. And I might be yielding a little bit less, yeah. but, but I'm making a damn sight more money because I'm yeah. costing far less to grow. Okay. And not just the variable cost of the inputs, yeah. but the other costs throughout the whole of the business. Yeah. Okay, and, and for, this, uh, for this farmer, the, the approximate time scale if, if they were going to start with a clean sheet of paper and take your advice, love, love what you said about the machinery element, what, what sort of time scale um, would you envisage for them to, 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 to see that success coming through? It's how long is a piece of string, it's how, <laughs> how fast do they want to go. Yeah, okay. But soils wise, for the soils to adapt and to change, you're looking at three, four, five years. Okay, okay. So you're, you're positive, you're positive that we should all be adopting this methodology yeah. because we need to. Yes. Because what was the jingoistic thing? Uh, a bit like MS said, uh, we have plan A. Uh, there's only plan A because there's no plan B. Because it is the future. Planet. <laughs> there's no planet B. There there's go. only planet A. No, no uh, planet yeah. B. Yeah, screw planet A up. Yeah, we are, we're all figuratively stuff. Right, so yeah. you, you mentioned mindset there earlier. 
we've we've got this thing that you know, some farmer, they're not a cup of tea that needs filling. So the, the cup is already full. It's our job just to stare at, and a lot of that is that mindset. Yeah. So, I guess first of all, what changed your mindset, and what have you seen in other farmers? What is that that penny drop moment that's and make them yes, this is this is for me. It brings the passion back to farming. Yeah, that's lovely. Okay. Because you're doing something that's, that's very mobile and very organic. Not in the organic soil association, but organic, it's constantly changing and moving. Yeah. Rather than, you can grow a crop of weight on a sheet of paper yeah. in the office. Yeah. You're going to plough it, you're going to power harrow it, you're going to drill it, you're going to spray a T1, T2, T3, likewise nitrogen at certain times, those are the products, yeah. you, go, you can grow a crop of weight. Yeah. This brings a passion back into it, yeah. and that passion for farming, yeah. because things are changing all the time. And you're adapting to the seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to do things with less. Yeah. You're trying to improve your beneficials and the wider environment on the farm, yeah. okay. which ticks a lot of boxes mentally and socially as well, yeah. and not just on farm, but with others in the farming community and in the wider community yeah, in the yeah. village. And things. Yeah. You know, when you've got a cover crop in there and you've got massive sunflowers flowering away. The feedback from the village yeah, yeah, is fantastic, yeah, and yeah. you actually you you then get the public on your side yeah. when you then put a gas banger out and all yeah, yeah. Well you know, it's but uh, yeah, it brings that passion back. And do you, but sorry, do you think and you know that because that is that we've done some research and, and that one of the biggest uh, challenges facing farming is the public's perception, and and you know, I think so we can already see. Uh, the public buying into the whole region now. Yeah. And what you know? So what's other experiences that you've had? And do you think that there'll be a niche market for that? I think whilst the region ag is a niche, I think there is a niche market for the product. It's the same as box beef. There's, there's a niche market. There's, there's a there's a small amount of people that are willing to pay that price mm -hmm. premium. Likewise for the region ag. Once region ag is whole scale, then we lose yeah. that niche. Yeah. But whilst ever we can promote region ag yeah. and the good that it does yeah. so be it yeah isaac he's one to watch for the future isn't he definitely yeah. definitely so so let's all, all follow uh, angus angus I've, I've just got to uh, wrap up and ask you the yeah. the, the, the question of all questions uh, best uh, agriculture university in the world ah, <laughs> stalinbosch <laughs> stalinbosch <laughs> university <laughs> Angus, you've, got, you've got wine country. Uh, no, fair enough. I, I tried to squeeze a three-year course into four, but only managed it in five. So. I'll, I'll, we, we've got the Midlands beer, you've got the, the wine rich. I will let this domestic argument continue about farming. Thank you very much. Thanks, Cheers, Thanks, thank Angus. you. No, it's all about you. <laughs> I, love, I love the jeopardy of, of our friends over here and moving. Uh, Mark, introduce Victoria and tell, tell everyone why we're here. Yeah, good afternoon. We're in the cattle lines with some fantastic Charolais and we're with Victoria Hudson, one of the cattle shields and also a vet to learn a bit about you and your journey in terms of leadership and management and, and what's going on at the show today. Oh, um, we, where we found you, just, uh, just outside whilst we were getting this set up, we both said uh, we feel very underdressed. Yeah. That's good, you look fantastic. And how's it going? How's the show going? It's been fantastic. We've had a really busy day. We've got over a thousand cattle here. A thousand? It's bumper this year. We've got lots of national shows on, so it's been fantastic. Really good. We, we just uh, interviewed the, the, the president and um, there's something magical, I mean, you know, it's something magical about him and the show. What is it? What's the magic dust about the Great Yorkshire Show? Uh, it's just how it brings every corner of our society together. 
and we showcase it and everyone's so enthusiastic and really welcoming. Yeah, and for someone that's not been to a radio show before, you can really feel that community spirit and that real everyone coming together and enjoying a fantastic yeah. all fantastic about the auction and the people that live here. Yeah, and talking of which are fantastic people living in Yorkshire, tell us about you, because you've got a really interesting uh, background and also what you, what you do with the show and what you do for your day job. Tell everyone, who are you, Victoria? Um, I'm a farm vet, um, I've been practising around the world for the last eight years. Um, and you I really are showing up there, fantastic. <laughs> so I, and I also teach students as well at the Carbrook Heel Vet School. Okay. Um, and then in my spare time, or whatever time I've left, um, I'm also a, a supper farm as well. Wow. We have beef supper cows, and um, so we've moved from living up here in Yorkshire originally, um, and we've now got a tenant farm down in Staffordshire. Oh, have you? Okay. And, and you as an individual, you could go up in so many different directions. Arable farmer, um, lecturer, not uh, large animal vet. How did that come about? Why, why did you go down that particular route? Um, farming's in my blood. My all of my family are farmers, um, so it was kind of a natural gravitation that, although originally I wanted to be an equine vet, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. By the time I was getting into family of vets, I was like, oh, actually, farming's still where I want to be. So, um, yeah. yeah, I ended up doing an internship as a, a large animal vet, and then stayed in that path, continuing on, and then we're now in full circle, in that, and I teach the younger generation, and I also have my own farming passions back in that kind of original pathway of farming. Um, okay. And just tell me one thing, your overseas adventures, uh, we're picking up from the various universities, if there's one thing they're slightly frustrated with with their student body, they, they don't have an excitement, they don't have an appetite to go overseas. You did, why did you, or would you recommend it to, to students of today, the students of the future? I never got the opportunity to do a gap year, and so for me it was go out there, see the world, earn some money while I'm at it, um, and it was a great chance to spend a longer amount of time and actually getting used to a community and seeing exactly what the agricultural community in that area do, how they do it, what's important to them, and then bring some of that information back home okay. and start using it. I'm presuming internationally you weren't just based in Isle of Wight. There, there, there are other, which countries did you yeah. go and explore? Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah, big <laughs> okay. country, but it was, it was really good fun and the people were lovely. Okay. Okay, and, and the main raison d'etre, as, as why Mark said, as to why we're here today at the Great Yorkshire Show, is this, is this future leadership program that Mark might take away. The Future Farmers program have invited us here, and I believe you're part of that program and have been involved. So, quite interestingly, where you're, you're sitting, you're both a farmer and you're sitting in the surrounding industries, what kind of things have you learned from the veterinary sector that could be employed in farming and vice versa? Yeah, talk about your experience, particularly from the leadership I think reviewing things is probably something that we've been doing more recently in the vet profession and being very careful and conscientious that we write things down. We don't just write it in the diary at the end of the day that today I did X, Y and Z. This is how it went. These bits were awful. Next year I'm going to do it slightly differently. Um, so actually reviewing what you're doing day to day. Um, doing lots of CPD, so it's our buzzword in the vet communities, continuous professional development. So going on courses, not just listening to what your mate's done, it's actually going out there, finding something that you're interested in and learning from other professionals. Um, that's been a really big thing for us. And just listening to people. I spend a lot of my day going to lots of different farms, and it's alright talking to people, but you've got to listen, and you've got to take on what they think and see their values and often make the most of them. And, and one word that we've picked up from all the best interviews that we've done today, mentorship. Talk, yeah. Use on that, please. Yes. Yeah.
mentorship is huge so I've been looking to have some excellent mentors in the past and they've helped me to identify what I enjoy what I'm good at and keep going with that and further that and now I'm sort of hoping to pass on the baton and I've got people that I mentor as well and getting them from grassroots upwards and it just helps you to not necessarily say this is the only path it gives you options and helps you to explore those on your own but with a little guiding hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my tenure, that didn't really happen. But everyone we're talking to, it's really key now, isn't it? It's a real key part of farming, especially up in Yorkshire. Massive part, massive part in that coaching and that. that, that, that it's really interesting the things that you say that we as AHDB and the Agrarian team have done some research and looking at where, as an industry, we need to develop our leadership and management capabilities. You're from a veteran position, which is very professionalised, very driven by CPD, listening. These are all the same kind of things that are coming out. As farmers are starting, you need to change, but massive amounts of challenges. And we need to, um, we need to focus on things like getting off farm and focusing on stuff like that. Okay. And are you positive about the future? Are you positive about the future of farming? I am. Yeah, there'll be lots of challenges, but there's always been challenges. Yeah. And we've just got to figure out what we do next and how we do better and review everything we do and make sure that everything's going forwards. Okay, and, and you're, this is a sector that you would encourage the younger generation or those who want to reskill to come into. This is a sector that you would encourage people to get involved with. Yes, okay. definitely. Yep, there's, every, there's lots of different jobs in farming. And we all need good people, yeah. and they can bring other skills with them from previous yeah. jobs. That's fantastic. Okay, and, and to, to wrap up, unless you've got anything else, Mark, to, 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 to wrap up, what's your favourite large scale uh, farm animal that you like, like to work with? Cows. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria, thank, thank, you, thank you very much. Another shining example of, of, the, of the feature of farming at the Great Yorkshire Centre. Fantastic, thank you. thank you. Have a lovely day. Thank you. introduction as to who you are and why we've uh, accosted Charles. Excellent. We're here at the Great York Show. We've got a southerner that's come up north to what, what a phenomenal day and we have the privilege to be with the one and only show director Charles Mills has given us 10 minutes of his time to, to have a chat to us about all things Great Yorkshire show and, and how he's got it to where it is today. <laughs> Charles, who brought the place with us? Bodyguards, bodyguards. You are the most important person no, no. at the Great Yorkshire show. No. I've, I've These are the most important oh, no, people. They're, yes, they're, they're, yeah. they're not me. Yeah. So, so the show, the Great Yorkshire show, we've been to some shows and we were talking about it earlier. This is top draw, the Great Yorkshire show. Why? Just give us, some, give us a feel for it. So, because we're going to time lock this, we want people to know about the show to come for, for years, years on. But to give us a feel for it, give us the numbers, give us a, sort of the people that are. Sell us the show. Well, last year we obviously suffered with cold, as I think we were one of the only shows to actually go ahead because we wanted to deliver the show. This is a show for people, not just for farmers, but for our customers, the general public and everybody else concerned. The feeling of the show is to put a great show on that people can really come here and enjoy. And have, in some cases, Catholic exhibitors actually come here on holiday. Uh, so, so really, it is a special place. And as a small boy growing up, sitting in the grandstand behind us, my parents, I never imagined I would ever 
exactly what I am doing today. My heart is completely in the place, and so is everybody else. And so what's your background? What's your connection with the Great Yorkshire Show? I'm a farmer, I found between York and Cadcaster, yeah. uh, which is lovely. And uh, my connection was purely initially just as a, a member of the public. A uh, very kind neighbour proposed me to be on council, which I got on and I liked exactly the principles of what the society does. Uh, our charitable activity status is massive. You talked about future farmers, which is something that I was helped to start off in my earlier days. Giving back is so important and encouraging young people is right at the top of our agenda. Uh, I then progressed to be a cattle steward, ended up being chief cattle steward. Somebody proposed me to be show director at the rest of the show director, this is my seventh year in the role. I've met some of the most wonderful people uh, that you could ever wish to meet. I've been honoured and privileged to meet many of the royal family. We came to Sam here yesterday. Uh, this place won my heart over in 2012 when we very sadly lost two days of the Great Yorkshire Show to very different conditions to what we've got today. It was so wet. I stood on a Heston Bell, I was a couple of short at the time as I said, and I asked the show director if I could finish the classes the following day on the concrete and he asked me to go out there and do whatever I wanted. I stood on the Heston Bell and announced to the people and I thought I'd be lynched, but people didn't they jumped on that bale and they hugged me and they kissed me and they cried and I cried and that was when I knew what the great Yorkshire show was how special You've definitely got, you and the show have definitely got that, ma that magic dust. Mark, the, the, the features of, of the future farmers that we need to see, we need to, we need to see more Charles's um, co co coming through. How, how, how do we find them? How, how do we, how, how do the AHD, AHDB um, look to find such individuals to, to take on the legacy of the likes of the Great Yorkshire Show and Charles? There's so many people out there and it's just utilising the networks that we've got and, and, and connecting with people like the, the Future Farmers Programme, what a great programme to try and bring like-minded people like yourselves to the fore and, and to push things forward. So your, your advice to Future Farmers? Whether these be younger individuals that want to come into farming or those who are already in, in farming who want to develop yourself, what's your advice to future farmers? The people of my age to give future people, young people a chance. Let them make decisions. We'll get some wrong. But make the decisions but also in the same breath. But the younger people do not ignore the time that the older person that they're trying to help work together. It's about working together this life. I am very fortunate my my son uh, went off to work in the commission in Brussels and has worked down in Westminster. He returned back home to the farming business and started a brand new venture and that was a wedding brand new venture. As he came home to farm, he progressed in the farming business and the wedding venue fantastically. He's been given chances, he's made mistakes, we've had arguments, but respect each other and try and work together. And as show director here, it's so important we listen, we listen to each other. Uh, I think, I think, when, I don't know what filming you've done down the Great Yorkshire Show, but yesterday, 
we have, uh, and we've got the, the Short Horn Society having their two hundredth Congress with us. And when the, all the dairy Short Horn cattle were lined up for the Princess Royal to look at, 95% of the people holding the cattle will be the under age of 40. That tells the story about what we're trying to achieve and how I think we should be embracing the fact that young people do want to yeah, you can. Okay. Mark, what's 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 your your vision? What again? What do we want to see from the likes of Charles and the Great Yorkshire Show to to educate future future farming leaders? I think the key bit that you've just saying that, that rings with is, is that giving people a chance and listening to what people what people need. So allowing allowing those people to step forward and giving them the opportunity to make mistakes because if we don't learn. Uh, if we don't say to then allow them to get into those those kind of positions probably yeah can, can i just say one thing that as a young person you mentioned the word it's a word educate it's totally the wrong word explain not educate education if somebody says i'm going to educate you patronize i'm going to explain to you i deserve it's softer. thank you it's softer it's a different approach you feel more comfortable with it. And, and, and look, I'm just an ordinary guy yeah. that's hugely honoured to do what I do, never expecting to do what I do. Yeah. But I hope that warmth is the thing that makes people, everybody, feel more comfortable with each other and want, want to do and want to give. Okay, so to wrap up, you know this, what this question's got to be, what's the best advice that you've ever had as a farmer? Uh, I was very fortunate to have a father who gave me the chance. I wouldn't be where I am today, but my brother and I were very fortunate to have a father like that. Uh, and, uh, I don't even know what the yeah. family said. And I'm sure if your son was here, he'd be saying exactly the same about you. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, thank you. Thank you. Pleasure of meeting you. Thank you. Keep it on, keep it on. We're just, uh, just going to get that lovely backdrop there. Thank you. I'll go find out.